Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our walk through the hills today. It's been hard work getting up to our podcasting run because it's so incredibly hot. It's like really, really muggy. It's a, it's strange. Like the sun isn't out. It's very, very grey, but it's amazingly hot. The town is absolutely rammed with people, so I'm quite glad we're up here actually. Mm. <laughs> it's quite a lot more quiet. So today we are continuing with our Lao Tzu series. So we're on um, episode 37 and we're going to be working through chapter 51 today. And this is our 300th podcast today, isn't it? Apart from the the private ones, which are the patrons only. And we've done done a few interesting ones for for the patrons recently, haven't we? Yeah, don't miss out. So I'll read the chapter 51 of the Lao Tzu in the, the translation that we normally use. Everything streams from the Tao. Everything is nurtured by Tay. Everything is made out of substance. Everything is created by the Tao of nature and from everything on earth that surrounds it. So every living thing should bow to the Tao, the Tao and its virtue, because they are what it is. Everything that breathes comes from the Tao. And the virtue feeds and takes care of it. They grace things without possessing them. They benefit everything, but ask for nothing back. They give themselves into everything without seeking control. This is the essence of the original intention. In this one, Lao Tzu returns to his cosmic theme, his theme of cosmic mysticism. And the frame of mind that he's in really is the result of, of his meditation. Remember he's about to pass through the Western Gate. He's already in the, uh, the hill country. Just like us. Just like us. <laughs> and no doubt on his way up into these remote regions, he stayed in a few hermitages and sat in the evening looking out over the scene, over the strands of mist rolling up the valley and the the pine trees adorning the sharp slopes of the mountains. And as he anticipates retirement and the joys of retirement, He gets a sense of the, the majesty of it all, the immensity of it all, the sense of it all, the spontaneity of it all, and the way it all just happens. And he's very good at this. And his words are a direct response and expression emerging from that meditative insight and that meditative quiet ecstasy and so what's he saying what what is what, what sense is coming to him what, what what sense is he gaining of this immensity that we find ourselves as human beings thrown into well he has a sense of beginning that he, he his mind is drawn back to the the notion of an origin 
And this, and this is his origin story, and it's it's rather different from the Adam and Eve story and in the beginning God story that we're we're accustomed to. And the the Tao is the, is the the mother of all this creativity. The Tao is that which everything emerges from and which everything returns to. Now he also talks about the the Tai, uh, which is very often translated as virtue, and in this translation, the translated as revert to the term virtue. And the virtue, I suppose, or the Tai, is the the more active part of the Tao. It's it's when the Tao is emerging out of its its primeval, formless oneness in, into the activity of creation and destruction of the universe that we know. And Lao Tzu remarks that all of this it works spontaneously. It's a part of the original setup. It's not. It's rather different from the exertion of of uh, creative willpower by a, uh, a patriarchal um, uh, god uh, modelled on the idea of a worldly king. Something that's just replete with well omnipotence ultimately, you know, which is like an all-pervading power. The Tao isn't like that, and it's virtue that it's day isn't like that. It's already in the system, it's already, it's already present, the creativity is already present, it's spontaneous, there's no need for a will, as we understand it, Let's, you know, using the analogue of a human will, or the will of an all-powerful king. It's something, it just happens, it happens of itself so. It's an insight, of course, which Zen practitioners uh, uh, frequently report as well. Nature is just doing its thing and underneath nature of course is the Tao. This isn't a sort of a, a, a kind of romanticism of nature, it, it isn't that. Because like, nature is not the final word, nature is what, we, is what we apprehend as human beings as we wander around in the back country. Uh, in a meditative uh, frame of mind. So that, that is one of the key points he wants to make, is that spontaneity, the way it just happens. But the other key point here, of course, is that we ourselves are not different from any of this. Our organic bodies are a part of the, the same organic world. It's not like there's us and the world and we are totally distinct. We're actually utterly, utterly familiar with it. You know, probably you've got 70% the same DNA as that tree. And 99% the same DNA as a chimpanzee. And 80% the, the same DNA as a mushroom. You know, we, 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 we are ourselves utterly, utterly enmeshed within this system, this Tao system. And Lao Tzu actually remarks on that, and I think this is the most important 
point made here, and I'll just repeat it, I'll read it again. He says, every living thing should bow to the Tao and the Tao and its virtue because they are what it is, and that includes us. We are what it is. And Lao Tzu is only able to say all of this stuff because he himself is what this universe is. Key point. He goes right at the end again. This is fairly uh, crucial. The, they, the the Taoist virtue, grace things without possessing them. They benefit benefit everything, but ask nothing back. They give themselves into everything without seeking control. This is to reiterate that point about spontaneity. It just happens, and it's not a payment system. It's not a trade system. They're not conceiving the the universe like it's some kind of market, or you know, some kind of like cosmic computer of good and evil deeds. So kind of repudiation of like karmic notions, you know, or that, that you know that you that you um, that there's this kind of great big cosmic accounting system, counting your good deeds on the left hand column and your bad deeds on the right hand column, and that you every now and then you have to cash out, you know, either pay the debt or get the reward, which is rather a crude, so as I say, an accounting model of existence, and let's see kind of poo poo in there. I imagine that that was a fairly common superstition in in his day. Now you might think that this is all very speculative and what use or concern is it of us, us modern people in the throes of a global pandemic and an impending collapse of global capitalism and an impending demise of the planet in a ball of fire <laughs> um, yeah. caused by the absolute, absolute the depravity of the uh, fossil fuel industry and its uh, billionaire owners. Well, I'd say to you that if you've got any sense, you'll be, you, you, uh, however kind of political you feel about all of this stuff that's going on, you're still going to want to meditate, and you're going to want to meditate to see more, cl even more clearly, even more clearly. I don't know people try and make a distinction between theory and practice in politics, you know, but I'd say if you don't I'd say if you don't understand what's going on, you've got absolutely no chance of doing anything to correct the parts of what is going on that are screwing us all up. And so this is this is why you have to you have to meditate. It doesn't mean to say you you nip off into the, the hermitage, though I say if you're about to retire, why not? <laughs> you know. If you're 80 years of old, you might think, well, I have the perfect excuse now. But I maintain that, that this stuff that Lao Tzu is apprehending through his meditation is something that we all need to apprehend as well. And it will be a, a, a wonderful intrinsic value to us as individuals on, the, on just the, the personal level of encountering what is, is beautiful and sublime and capable of imparting some real understanding to us. But also on the level of a kind of practicality that we will see our world the clearer if we can have a little bit of an acquaintance with what Lao Tzu calls the Tao. And 
as Lutzer explains in, in the, I think probably the next chapter or the next couple of chapters, this isn't even that difficult. You just have to think, I'll give this a whirl. So I'm recommending it. I am actually recommending, recommending this for reasons of, your, your, of our personal enrichment and good, but also for reasons of helping us to expand our collective understanding of the situation that we're actually in. Well, I hope everyone found that uh, interesting and hopefully useful. I'm quite quiet today because I had my first vaccination, not yesterday, but the day before. Gosh. <laughs> wow. I think um, if you haven't had a vaccination yet, I would just, just gently expect maybe not to be able to do too much sort of on the evening of the, uh, the day of the vaccination and maybe not too much on the day after either. I'm, I'm just about staggering around the hill today. <laughs> so it, uh, it's wearing off, but yes, it was, um, it was noteworthy. <laughs> but I have suddenly realised that Microsoft is the best. And uh, I've ordered, you know, a buttload of, uh, my, of products this morning. And I feel really, really good about myself. It's yeah. amazing. And you should subscribe to Office 365 or whatever it is. Yeah. And now, Bill, like Bill Gates is God. You know, yeah. they were right all along. They were all right. All right. Well, here's a true story to amuse our, uh, our listeners. I, did, I, I had my first vaccine, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Three months ago or something, because of being an old git, <laughs> and I felt it, I felt a bit rough. It wasn't terrible, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, you got off, you got off lighter yeah. than me. I said I mean, definitely. You know, I just, I didn't feel too bad. I could, I could tell something was going on. I could feel my immune system like having a go, and because uh, I was feeling a bit, I was just a little bit grotty. I couldn't really sleep, so lying in bed feeling a bit grotty. So I put the uh, the BBC World Service on a little radio I got by the bed. And I said, oh, I'm going to just listen to it a while, it's a bit, and I'll probably nod off. And I turned it on, and Bill Gates was <laughs> was was reading his book. Oh, God, that, that is so spooky. So I do actually, <laughs> I've stopped kind of, you know, taking the piss out of people about, about the nanobots and stuff. It is fucking true. Anyway, uh, peace be upon you, and may, the, may you in your life apprehend the Tao, because it is sublime. It's one of life's great experiences to apprehend this thing. And I wish it upon you. And take care of yourselves. And wash your hands. And, may no and make knowledge great again. <laughs>